Welcome to Mental Millennials with your host, Shelby Friesen. Um, I, I, so I've been hospitalized twice. Since last time we talked. Uh, when's the last time we talked? Was it, it had to been. Yeah, a couple, yeah, two, two weeks ago or last, no, it was last, yeah, yeah two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. So it was two weeks ago. Um, yeah, it was, I think it's right after that we had to talk that I just like, I don't know, man. Um, my, I was going through an intensive outpatient therapy and I decided not to go. And then my eyes were, this is what happened. So my eyes were not right. I didn't think my eyes were okay. I was mm-hmm. like seeing some sort of lights and I felt it would be best to go to the ER. And so when I went to the ER, they checked out my eyes, but then also they said, we're not, con- we're concerned about your mental health. And they, they're like, we're going to give you a welfare check or you're, you're going to get a welfare check at the hospital. Um, so, so I, what, that's where they just like ask you a bunch of questions and stuff, try and make sure you're okay. No, this is when they, they put me in an actual hospital. Oh, and like they should just help contain because they, and the, the problem was too, is like, not the problem, but I knew what they knew and we all knew what, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And that was the fact that I was in mania. Um, and I, I don't, I don't like it, man. I don't like talking about it. I don't like acknowledging bipolar and its darker sides. I mean, literally on Facebook, if you are friends with me, you can just see like the consistent posting of just kind of like weirdness and Mm -hmm. and madness and sexual frustration was up there. Mm -hmm. Like, and, um, yeah, so that, and then at LinkedIn, LinkedIn, like, they canceled me. So I was posting, like, I wasn't posting things appropriate, you know, like, mm-hmm. and they're like, goodbye. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's like one of the aftermaths, like, uh, okay, kind of <laughs> wish I didn't do that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so... <laughs> Well, you can't really take it back, I guess. No, no, and uh, no, nah, that's that's a fair point. So, you know, what did I learn from this? I guess I learned um, I need to take more ownership of my condition uh, and never really falter in thinking that I'm always okay or some sense, you know, you know, like I always need to just be aware that. Um, and I thought I was doing a good job for a time. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of stressors came up and, um, I, I don't know, man, like, yeah, you can just, just got to do what you can. Is, yeah. So I, I pretty much, uh, imploded. Um, and I wish I had a better explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, you know, like, this is, um, this is, this is bipolar and by blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, I, I, I don't want this to be a pity party, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, what was me, man? I got this stupid condition or I'm blaming people left and right. 
you know, for a certain thing. It's just, just like, all right, how do I, how do I take more ownership and check my ego? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's really like important though. Not, you know, you're not blaming other people. You're just trying to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just, um, you know, the story goes on, mm-hmm. I guess, the end of the day, like, um, was I, did I feel bad about myself? Yeah. Like <laughs> I, but then the day, like, um, the funny part is, is that I actually was going to take myself to the hospital. I, I was actually going to say there's, I need, I need a, I need a welfare check. So it's, um, cause the, like, I, I don't know what comes over me, man. When mm-hmm. I'm in, it's a, it's a different, I feel like it's almost a di- different entity, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is as weird as that sounds, you know, like, a, a manic possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's completely different. Hey, yeah. And I, night and day, I mean, I, I'm just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm at a point where, um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand it, mm-hmm. trying to understand it and like conceptualize it. And, um, because here, here's the other thing too, like I am a Christian. So like back when I was growing up in that cult, um, I mentioned, uh, you know, there was a, a hyper focus of, of, of like spiritual entities and, and like, like I, I've, I studied theology. I've gone through the Bible pl- plenty of times and um, still practicing, uh, still practicing. And it does make aware, like you're the enemy, the devil is out like a roaring lion, like that, you know, there, there is this type of struggle with your your faith and saying and all that stuff what i grew up in was kind of extreme and it's like us versus them like this kind of like um crazy like everything's under a microscope your behavior all that you're doing it's it's the devil this double that and that's you, you know and i i you know from what I understand about Christianity now and then what I grew up in is vastly different. Mm-hmm. And, and like the gospel and Christianity is more freeing than anything. Um, knowing that you have somebody who, who on be- behalf owed your debt or, you know, paid your debt. So that's, that's a relief. If you, you know, like, if I hadn't somebody pay all my debt for, you know, uh, you know, wrongs that I did, I, I'd be forever grateful. And then to have that person call me friend, Jesus, right. I mean like that, that's, you there's more of a place of gratitude than anything with, with the cult that I was in, uh, was more fair base and there never, nothing was never enough. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so like, even for me now, you know, like getting out of the hospital last week and stuff like that, and just kind of reexamining myself when, and, you know, myself and, and my faith too, is just like, it's just really about following Jesus and, you know, nothing you can do now, uh, is going to, you know, better, you know, the, the debt's already been paid. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's nothing more than I can do to gain approval from Jesus. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly, but that whole like battle between the devil did, did, did this and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, I could look at my condition and just be like, look, this is symptomatic of, you know, a fallen world and, you know, it's one of my responsibilities uh, in my health to make sure I'm doing the right thing and 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 make sure I'm doing the right thing, um, mm-hmm. and in in my health and, and but there's greater liberties uh, at this point. So, um, yeah, yeah, but it, it it's strange. It's strange the 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 religion part of part of it like my religious life prior to uh coming to faith in 2013 um you know it's, it it was it was just like this all or nothing like this extreme and like like I was a warrior I'm like no I'm like I'm just a human being who has flaws and can extend grace now and I've been angry. I've been angry a lot lately and it's 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 okay. Uh it's okay to be angry. Um just not to hurt others or not to lash it out and just pray about it. But yeah, I don't know. Do you have any questions? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not really. I mean, I I just, I don't, um, I I guess I just get, I mean, I just like listening to you. (laughs) you talk and explain how how you're feeling about it um and even like the religion thing i have no experience with any of that stuff like i I think i've maybe even been to been to a church like twice and i don't even know what kind it was i've never read the bible i've never looked into any of that stuff so it's interesting for me to just to hear it and to yeah 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 so and and i don't know if i mean i don't know I don't know. It's it's it's. I feel like it's no one. I I don't think anyone signs up to be a Christian. I mean, mm-hmm. living a Christian life is not easy, um, and because you're constantly because it's you're constantly doing a pride check and. You're constantly saying like, oh, well, it's, it's not me. It's Christ living, living me. And then, but the, like the things that you, that you like, the virtues that you have is because of Christ and the, you grow in these virtues 
um, because of Christ. And but then you get persecuted. You sign up to to be persecuted too. You know, once you practice, start practicing self control and brotherly affection and love and patience, and you don't lash out and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I I look at it. I'm like it's i mean i and then i should be counted as a fool to follow jesus because i'm believing a man proclaimed to be god died for my uh mistakes and like missteps and the marks missed uh, on a law ancient law or being born into a, a world that uh i you know like I'm, I'm I'm not a good person. What are you talking about? You know, this is what like the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible says. Like, you're not a good person, and you need your 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 mistakes to be atoned. And there's all these prophecies, and then in the New Testament, uh, Jesus fulfills these prophecies and calls me friend, and, and I should be an enemy towards him. And and he he. Re- a human being resurrected from the grave right so i mean that's like what is that you know like i should be counted as a fool um yeah i should be counted as a fool i mean because i'm believing a, a man yeah yeah i mean died from and and is that according to the Old Testament? You mean because they like the way they changed it, or just in general? Uh, oh, just it, just in general. So just mm-hmm. like the New Testament, you know, Jesus he he came to fulfill the prophecies and the law. If you, if, so and and so I mean it's it's you know one of it's a story of compassion. It's a story of uh, a redemption mm-hmm. and. I mean, the Apostle Paul, he says, you know, we should be counted as fools because we do believe a man rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. That's the New Testament, the the Apostle writings. Um, but the reason why we as Christians have hope is because he wrote, he conquered death. Mm-hmm. And so like all the, all the, all the things that we like are the things that we mess up in or the mistakes and the the penalty for our 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 actions because is is death is but the gift of life but christ is is the gift of god i mean he's the one who lived the life that i couldn't live and died a death that i couldn't die Mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean that's that's the hope that i i have and i think for me as a christian like thinking about my my illness um i try so hard to cover it up man mm-hmm. as a person i try so hard to cover cover it up like i don't have a, a illness and i do you know i i do and i mean shelby i I, you know being 29 years old and 
I've I felt like I've lived a life, man, and I've con- you know accomplished a lot of things, and um, there's more to go, you know. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes I I just don't want to acknowledge that I have a condition. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of people in that position. But it's a, yeah, it's a really hard thing to uh, to have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, you know, when it comes to faith, and it's it's really, for me, compassion. So. I, the three things that I, I feel like are starkly different from Christianity than other worldviews is um, forgiveness, reconciliation, and then compassion. And being in compassion, you know, having Jesus forgive me, reconcile me, and then have compassion over me. I, I think for me, when I think about my, my condition, I, I think why do you love me like and and then the, the the question is like how who am i to question god who created me in his own image to say mm-hmm. why you know why like say that you and i we come up with this really cool ai and we give it a body and that ai is autonomous it can learn and we want that ai to at least just acknowledge us as creators mm-hmm. and and then, but we want to like, we want that the best for that AI, you know, we want that best and we give it this best body and we design a world in it and it, it doesn't acknowledge us and it, it, it doesn't, um, or it questions us and our motives and we're just lovingly like, no, this is, we just love you mm-hmm. right? as creators. Um, we just love you. And like that's that's basically what god is like he's like what you know like how can you question my my love for you when it there runs deep and my patience and mercy and my steadfastness and and, and he's like i'm the one who's going to give you the strength and i'm going to one who's going to give you that um and you know endurance so you know like if you and i create this being and it's you know we didn't program it to to question us we program it you know to to live in this world that we created um it would we like i i would just say like that's part of the mending process like as creators like no like my i love my creation you know and and that's what you know as analogous i mean is like that's what John three sixteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, my ringtone. It's Final Fantasy seven. <laughs> boss fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it's it's analogous to you know, like God created me, created you, in the image of Him, and. You know, it's like our pride or even my, my pride. Cause I mean, with this bipolar thing, it's like, I, you went, I went to, 
I was like, man, I just give up. I don't, I don't want to do this thing anymore. And, and, and to be frank with you, man, like, uh, you know, Wednesday is when I got released from the hospital and mm-hmm. then, uh, Thursday, Friday is, you know, I just went through, um, a deep depression and, and I was like, what, what was that? And like, I pretty much laid in the bed, uh, Friday, um, Friday to Saturday, like all day. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, but I'm also like taking courage and, or being encouraged and I'm, I'm like reading the Bible. I'm like, oh, it's, it's not about like, it's about Jesus and what he's doing and him reigning as a person who called me to follow him. And, uh, like I was reading first, second Peter, uh, listening to it and in there, you know, it's just a reminder, like my purpose and my purpose is to, um, to follow him and to acknowledge him as King and to glorify him and to practice these virtues. Um, and it's, you know, it's funny too, because it's just like, these virtues are not things that I do on my own through my flesh. It's, you know, the, the Bible is very clear about flesh and then the spirit and, um, the spirit of a person. And, um, it's, it's his spirit that dwells in me to be able to, you know, work out my salvation and fear and trembling and honoring and, and honoring God, but also like to know that he's the one who's healing me and he's the one who's providing for me. And he's the one who's giving me the abilities of, of walking away from temptation and, and whatnot. Um, but a lot of my life, Shelby, is, you know, my story is, is growing up in that religious realm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, um, and, and having this kind of like dualistic perspective on it, um, uh, or not dualistic, but I've, I've been, you know, like really, it's been waiting on my mind, um, throughout my entire life. And, uh, the, the encouragement that I have, um, that, because of my faith is that he takes the, the, I mean, literally, it literally says in the Bible, he takes the, the weak, the, the weakest of those, like, and it makes him strong. Like, and he, 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 he goes towards the leopards, the people who have skin diseases and the people who are blind or, or, or harlots and tax collectors and who are hated. And he just loves them. And, you know, for me, I, I just, I'm like, I'm loved. Like, that's my takeaway is that I'm, I'm loved. And because of that love and through his spirit, I'm able to, you know, serve him, uh, serve Christ. And like, that's the reason. Um, but I had a, I had a heart like back in 2012, you know, I, I was like, I don't know if I believe Christianity you know, I, mm-hmm. I grew up in it. And I, I, I definitely felt like I, I did well in that cult that I grew up in. Um, and people are like, you're on fire, you're on fire. 
but you know, I, I felt like I wasn't good enough, you know, and I had, a, I had an addiction to pornography too. You know, I don't know if I mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, when I was younger, um, I got exposed and it's been like the, the porn is basically something like, it's such an escape for me, man. It's such a, a, a pacifier. It, like it's been with me since I was a kid. Um, and I just, I, it's a, you know, a thing that I've struggled to have self-control with. Um, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a drug, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, you know, both secular and people who are in uh, religion say like, it's not a good, it's not a good coping mechanism. Uh, it's not healthy. Jordan Peterson talks about that. You know, then there's some other uh, Jordan Peterson. He's a, he's a psychologist who uh, now is a, you know, uh, speaker, but mm-hmm. he's a college professor and he, you know, he talks about porn and like, there's a whole movement and people are like, no, it's not, it's not good for you. And this is what happens. And um, so like my story really, it's about religion and, and porn. I mean, like, like, like the, and what I, I, I like that I've done is I've exposed it, you know, on Facebook when I get, went through this, um, this manic episode, you know, I was posting on there, like, I will never watch porn again, or I will not watch porn and, and stuff like that. Cause, and I guess what I want to do is expose it, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like this is, this is it, you know, I, and I hate it. I, I, I subjectify into woman. I, I'm practicing not looking at it. And, and it's, I think, you know, it, it takes time of something, mm-hmm. but it's, it's self-control. I mean, and these are, and that's what, um, that's what I learn. I'm learning right now is like, especially being Christian and I'm not, I'm not like, uh, I'm still learning Shelby, you know, as a Christian, you know, like <laughs> I, 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 I don't want you to think that like, well, you should know better. I'm like, well, I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying like to, I'm actually like taking serious my faith and, um, and, and stuff like that. And, but also like exposing it and like just taking this, the shame out of it. Like, I don't, I don't want to be shame and guilty. I don't want to practice this stuff. And like you have you here on this podcast, <laughs> pornography and and talking about it and i think a lot of people can relate to that where every time they look or every time they practice it's like it's like this weird you don't you don't this weird void i mean just you don't feel anything Mm -hmm. and you don't feel anything you're numb you get into a depression like and i mean i for me i i think it's you know hindered me a lot um to have the confidence to meet a girl and take her out on a date and all that stuff like that mm-hmm. um when i was you know in in the cult it was like you know sex is bad but you know you and porn is bad but if you look at porn at least you're not having sex with like 20 different women i'm like what can't that was my interpretation like as a teenager because i i definitely told my parents I, when i was a kid um and i definitely told 
uh, people in the church I grew up in. And, you know, people are like, no, nah, you're just, you're a great kid. You don't, you know, like, you know, thank you for, for that's, that's sign of maturity. I'm like, I'm dying over here, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, so they actually said it was a good thing because then you weren't actually sleeping with women. Um, that was my interpretation. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, totally. They would, if they heard, if they ever stumble upon this podcast and be like, holy crap, like you can't be, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, no, no, that's not where we, we met or anything like that. They, yeah, I, I'm just, no, I, that's I, just I, how you took I, it. I just, I, man, I just needed help. I, mm-hmm. I was crying out for help when I was a kid and I felt like I, I grew up way too fast and, I, and this goes back to neglect and childhood trauma and, and, you know, realizing like the reason why I have what I have as far as like bipolar, bipolar, and then with OCD and like the, and, or, or just these dysfunctions of the brain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes back to, to childhood you know, just like my parents, you know, and, and I love my parents and I want to make a disclaimer, um, they did as best as they could have. Mm-hmm. And the question that I, I came up with a couple of years ago when I was trying to like distill my mom and dad's parenting, uh, is how could they have known better? Mm-hmm. Shelby, your parents, I'm sure, made a lot of mistakes. My parents, sure as hell, made a lot of mistakes. And um, the my my parents, you know, they raised six kids in ten years. They had six kids in ten years, and they're they're just how could they have known better Mm -hmm. to raise? They they didn't have the resources, or they didn't have the you know, you know, other insights that I had. Mm-hmm. So they, they couldn't have known better. And like, I had, to, I had, I had to take them. I had to take, I had to take a lot of people off the chopping block. Like who, who was it to blame and stuff like that. Even, even this, this guy, Alfred, who I, I strongly disliked and, and for a while I hated him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really did. I, I didn't like him because of the, and Alfred's the pastor of, of the, the group that we grew up in. And, you know, just very high standards. And, you know, I, I, I listened to him too. To net, like, I just listened to him. Like it was, it was law, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, is he a great guy? I mean, in some respect, he has greatness in him. I mean, he, he, he got to look at this. He, he, it is impressive, right? Uh, to, to look at this person who has one, uh, deemed himself a leader amongst people. Um, he is leading people. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a very hard call. Like that's hard to do to have people come to you for advice or come to you as if like, you can you can help them out and stuff like that and and like it's a tremendous responsibility so he has uh greatness there and 
and I'm not going to detract that. I mean, and people change too. I have, I haven't talked to this guy in years, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going and and one of my, my issues what I've done is I projected. So I take past experiences and I project them on present experiences when mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not actually like, I'm not there, you know? And, mm-hmm. That's one of the things I, I became more aware of uh, is that projection. So who knows where this guy is? You know, I, I hope, you know, I hope that he, he is more soft. I, I hope that he is not running a cult, you know, like I hope that he, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to wish ill will towards him and, and stuff like that and uh it's kind of scary the some of the things that i've researched about cults and then some of the things that um and the reason the reason why i call it a a cult too is because the associations that we had with affiliations um with groups that or affiliated with uh with groups that actually had gone down the list of check 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 this is what a cult should be and this is what it or what a cult ought to be or something like that and it, it just i'm looking at like the peripheral like the, the that connection like okay so if we're connected here then this is not and this here is not healthy so then maybe this is not you know going back to the to the root or going mm-hmm. back to the center maybe that's not healthy either you know <sighs> So, so, so you guys were connected to other groups that were cults. Yeah. So, the, so it's called Acquire the Fire. Um, they're they're no longer an organization, um, but they had a, a ministry called Honor Academy, and in the Honor Academy, basically, the idea would be uh, setting, getting ready for the war, the cultural war, and so. Um, the culture where i mean like i could i could send you a video sometime mm-hmm. if you're interested but there is a nbc news nightline basically it did like a coverage on the honor academy and what it was and and talk about people who uh, were were in it and how like it 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 it, it, it people is PTSD like a lot of people develop PTSD just by the um the treatment and because basically it was like a boot camp Mm. um and this boot camp would prepare you from for the mission field and like for the 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 culture and it it wasn't Christian um Mm -hmm. it was now it had the Christian title um but it, it wasn't Christian. And so, um, yeah, we were, we, our church was affiliated with that. And I guess for me, I, I think, I think Shelby, like when you and I are in something, we are, our, our guard is off, you know, like mm-hmm. our guard is down. If it, if, if like you and I like went somewhere and then we, we checked the boxes of like comfortability and confidence and, uh this this ease of of sociability uh 
then we it would be hard for us to recognize maybe some things that we we should you know because mm-hmm. um, we're lacking in something and I, I i honestly think that um you know when my mom and dad sent us off to these uh events it was like well the church is endorsing it and i like the people that i will go to church with so i don't think this is a problem at all and then you look at back and you're like, battle cry, battle cry for what? And like, dude, like they would do these mass campaigns, like hyping teenagers up. I mean, when you look at the business model, it's pretty amazing. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you look, you know, you have, you're creating a market of consumers that can buy your product, your books, and you're, you know, turn you on to CDs and different like, christian artists and whatnot i mean it's it's definitely a a clever business model um but this is what happens when you like if like if you're not careful um you know variants of of christianity can can pop off and it can seem like the real deal based on emotions um but it's really it's really not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like use the like, I don't, I, I don't. They use kind of like the overlying concept, but then they sneak a bunch of shit in there. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, and and, and you know, when you're in it, like my dad. I mean, he's he's a great guy. He's not. He's not. I mean, he's perceptive, but. I mean, what, you know, if he's got the kids away for the weekend in a quiet house, I think any parent would, would sign up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At least once in a while. Yeah, right? Um, and then, I mean, even too, like, put myself in that situation. Like, I, you know, I'm so mentally worn down. Like, when you, 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 sometimes you just don't want to think, you mm-hmm. know, and you just want to coast. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, so that's, but I, you know, that, that story, the, the story that I told last time, I mean, Mm -hmm. through my, you know, I, I've just, you know, I think, I think, you know, I, cause I, I had the, I had the book here and you know, I was just going through my childhood and, you know, kind of looking at, like, what my childhood was like. And, like, I've always disassociated. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I, I mean, like, when, when I read to you uh, my... And I don't, I don't know what this is, you know, like, but I'm not interested in meeting up with them. It was fun growing up with them, but I'm not interested in meeting up with them. Like these are, these are friends, people who I, I went to school with when I was uh, a kid and, you know, at 17, I I was saying when I was doing this project, you know, I I don't want to meet up with. I, I guess I've always felt alone, man. Mm-hmm. Like, 
and I always felt like I was always transitioning and people don't really know me and like even now like my internal uh image would be like uh me with with you know two more heads and just kind of like a freak Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's the internal internal but it's this you know strong insecurity and stuff like that and um the you know why you know the the question would be like why does god love me and then it's like why do people love me mm-hmm. and i don't i think the the real question is i don't think it should be a why man you know like i don't i don't think i should question the the why Mm -hmm. um why not you know why Mm -hmm. why or why wouldn't why wouldn't god love me or why wouldn't my friends uh love me or people love me Mm -hmm. and i don't know what that's i i honestly think that's just stemming from my childhood um because you know like i just had to be perfect had to be good enough be good enough be good enough and i just think i think that does play a really big part in it the whole um like yeah just never feeling good enough i mean you you never i mean it's exactly that you never feel good enough and you experience that for so long that it's it's hard to shake that off yeah, and you know the the thing is, is like I want to, I want to, you know, I like what I want to do is I want to feel enough. I I just you want to like, feel not, in love. No, enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to feel enough. Like not good enough. No, you know, I I, I just want enough. Like mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, I don't want to exceed. I just want to be able to perform my job duties well. I want to perform my to be responsible um and and just be kind to people and and like this is the the going back to christianity is love your neighbor as yourself uh and love your god with all your heart heart mind soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself so these are the two commands that christians ought to be living on mm-hmm. um and that were commanded is and when we when we we do that but that's it i mean that's that's the bar Mm -hmm. like you and i to be kind to one another to to love you um to uh you know having a, a listening ear i mean like but that's 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 anything like what i grew up in is is not was was not christian because it wasn't it was this this ongoing like i had to be more had to be more had to be more for approval more approval more approval and yeah Mm -hmm. it was just never ending never ending i mean it's and it's psychologically i'm at a point i'm at a point where um I, I I have a you know I I I've just 
I want people's approval. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it it's it's funny because that approval, I just. But it, yeah, it's not good enough, man. Like it's this this constant. Um, I feel like even like. Do you think if you have people's approval, it would fix it? No, because the, the problem is I got people, I got, I've gotten people's approval um, within work and I accomplish things at work and then outside of work and this, I, you know, I, it's almost like this validation. Like I mm-hmm. want someone to validate me, but it's never good enough for the validation, you know, mm-hmm. or, and I mean, that's the thing about Christianity that I'm kind of like smacked in the face with is that you are valid. You are, everything has been justified fully because of someone on your behalf dying in your place. And you're forgiven. So there's, there's nothing to work. I mean, but to, to there, you know, James says it, don't be hearers of the word, but doers. I mean, act on what you believe, but at the same time, like, we're not doing it so God has more favor on my life. And I've, that's the most convicting uh, thing that I've kind of dealt with in the last few days is just like, all right, I want to, I want to, and it, it says work uh, unto God, not unto men, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as I'm talking to you, it's just kind of like this, you know, it's like I'm, we're ever so present of the presence of God. And, it, and you know, my hope one day, Shelby, is you be, become a Christian. And, um, and, and I mean, could it, the, there is a, a significant action when we d- disobey God and, we don't accept Christ and that's hell and that's the wrath. And, um, I, I wish I could do better justice explaining things right now. Um, Mm -hmm. but my, my scope right now is just kind of coming out of this, um, this, this manic depressive, time you know mm-hmm. and in the the bible is validating in, in the sense of like we do have the flesh that war against us and we do have temptations and this is why prayer is important and this is why being around other christians are important to encourage one another um but yeah i mean like i'm just understanding the gospel Mm -hmm. um the good news of christ um and i uh i guess i i just tried so hard to 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 show people that i'm not not crazy like Mm -hmm. and that's tiring because i compared myself with other people and and 
when you're comparing, I, I don't know, have you, have you done that where you compare yourself to other people? And Oh yeah. Yeah. I used to do that a lot and it's like super draining and it's super hard on yourself. But I mean, you're never, yeah, everybody's so different. You're never going to be that person or I would compare my, like, you don't even know how that other person feels, right? Like I would compare myself um, to people who had done more, they're more successful or they have more money or whatever it was. And then, you know, sometimes, sometimes I wouldn't even really know the people that well. And then I would get to know them and realize that like, they're really struggling or whatever is going on. And like, you just start to realize that everybody's human and everybody's dealing with things. No one's necessarily like everybody. Yeah. It's, it's everybody, everybody's in the same boat. And especially with this coronavirus, um, everybody's suffering. And like, I've been, I'm thankful and, and fortunate to have a, a position where I'm picking people up and at least, you know, having some sort of human contact. There's mm -hmm. some people man, who literally have not been out of their house um, because of the quarantine. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. Um, and I don't, but it's so funny too, because people are like, well, Barnaby, he probably has had his life together. And, uh, and you know, someone's comparing themselves to me. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? You want to see it? All right, here it is, you know, like, well, people uh, do the same thing to, to me and all of people who go, oh man, like, it's crazy how you just know exactly what you want to do. And you have your whole life sorted out. And I don't at all. Like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm just... I just do whatever and try new shit all the time. And like, I don't at all feel like I know what I'm doing or have an idea of what I'm going to do the rest of my life or any of this sort of thing. It's just, I don't know if anybody does. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is, this is one of the things that I, when I was in my early twenties or 20, yeah, like 23, I was 23, 24 years old. I read a book called the black swan in case for the highly unprofitable. And I think I got the, the miss, I miss, it's the black swan, but, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a, an economist who basically is saying how um, life is, is a assortment of unknown. And, and like you, you and I can't predict what life would be like. So like this morning, I, I give you a perfect example. I was about to like go crazy. And, and I, I felt overwhelmed with anxieties and stuff like that. I, I go to my car, I drive for Lyft, and Lyft, there's a message saying, you know, uh, you no longer can drive. And I was like, I no longer can drive? What are you talking about? Like, what mm -hmm. is this? And so I, I sent a message to support, but then I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, my one stream of income just evaporated like that is it you know like mm -hmm. i can't get more money and uh, man like i didn't i didn't i didn't know what to do i mean i i definitely prayed i mean i was like oh my gosh like what i'm gonna do and then i went back in my car and tried the app again and it it went where i could drive and i could pick up people but man i was so scared mm -hmm. uh, because I'm in a situation where 
uh, I'm looking for a new place and I got to get move out within a month. And I'm like, I can't have this right now. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't have this. So, but, uh, but that, that would be an example of black swan. Cause I would, I would say, Oh, I'm going to go with my car and do go, go to work today. And then in reality, you know, something unexpected happened um so the yeah it's the comparison and like Mm -hmm. that it could kill you man Mm -hmm. you can almost lose yourself too yeah lose yourself in the conspiracy or comparison game because even like Steve Jobs there's a video I watched years ago and he's on his deathbed and they're, they're doing this montage and he's just like it wasn't worth it this is Steve Jobs who made you know he revolutionized the phone industry and he you know he regretted not spending more time with his kids and not you know, being being more compassionate, he he was he wished he was more compassionate, and uh, you know, it makes me it, it makes me wonder like if I if I had done these things, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I think about that stuff a lot too. Where like I've spent a lot of my years. Um, working really hard and spending a lot like every you know there was a time when I was working 14 hours a day every single day for like a year and longer trying to launch this business because I thought it'd make me feel so good and it'd be so cool and all these things and then like now sort of realizing like I don't know like I meet people who have huge businesses and they don't really care or they want to get out of them or it's too much work or, you know, I I think a lot of people are going back to that, like more freedom era, like working less and spending more time and making like, you know, it seems like connection is what really matters, like connection to real other people and and building those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, I want to do that. I want to, I want to do, <laughs> do that. It's so bad, man. And you know, I I just want to I just want to share with the world what what I have and mm-hmm. maybe get better in my craft and stuff like that. I think I think this too, man. Just like you know, this podcast we're doing. Um, it's definitely not. I I don't think I'm. I think that. I, I wish I could give you more. Uh, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> you don't have to give me more. <laughs> it's like ah, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough of this podcast, and I, I should be telling the story, and, and you know. But then you know, there's this real life of, and and, and I mean, like the like having bipolar, man. It, it's it's so difficult. It really is, and I, I think that's what. Um, I'm coming to the conclusion is to say, like, man, I had this real um, 
realness of of this condition um and it's i don't want it to be defining you know mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be like oh barnaby the bipolar man you know yeah it, it's barnaby who is conflicted and a human being and has had uh a life uh so far and um it's yeah it's that weird self like self-awareness like am i am i appropriate enough or am i doing this enough or am i real enough or anything like that mm -hmm. and um i think i think at this point in my life man i'm nice i just like i'm i'm just ready to i i i, I want to be <laughs> i i don't know like i just want to help people and mm -hmm. um and readjust my courts when i need to and stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah but dude like you know mental millennials right like that's this is the whole point of of your podcast is to talk about bipolar and stuff like that and you know talk about the struggle i mean like mm -hmm. i i've had tremendous success and um i think for me i wish i i just could accept it you know uh accept the success like oh yeah like or understand the 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 reality of what is successful mm -hmm. like what is it what is success i mean is it the amount of salary you get you know is it job title and job promotion and you know that's the one thing i like about work is i'm i always try to please the boss you know mm -hmm. did you like that yeah Yeah, I mean, success, I don't know. That's something I've been thinking about a lot, too, and I don't really know what it means. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people think it means the salary and the, like you are saying, the promotions or the things that you have, your house and whatever else, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think lately it's been more like freedom probably for me, like just to do whatever, kind of. Um, I don't know. I think it always changes too. Success might be one thing at some point and could be totally different even the next day. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably always evolve. Yeah. And, and as it should, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that's a fair, um, I mean, I know for me, man, like, just, writing out like a story of, or like what, where do I want to be in the next like five years and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And where do I want to be in the next five years? What kind of goals do I want? What kind of person do I want to be? And, um, I think this is, this is something that I, 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 as a kid, like would map things out mm -hmm. and just be like, all right, here are my goals, here are my, my things. Like I could do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, now it's just like, I'm I'm more almost like halted or at a, a stale a stalemate, but 
Um, I want to get back to that, man. Mm -hmm. Every time that I, um, every time I set goals for myself or there's this purpose or vision, um, I always have a better direction. I have a peace of mind to myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I, I'm going to do this after I get off the call is, you know, just kind of write that down, like mm-hmm. my vision, what kind of man do I want to be? And, and cause you know, the, I do, I, I hate to say it, man, I desperately want to get married. Like I, I want to <laughs> have <laughs> like, I, 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 you know, desperately meaning like, you know, I, I'm like, you know, I, I want that partner and I want that companionship and, um, you know, I, I want to, you know, be in love and, and stuff like that and, and be, I want, I want this accountability, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, like not desperate enough that I'm like going on a Russian website, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's good, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Enough where I, I'm like it like today like I, I you know with I I don't want porn in my marriage if I had to mm-hmm. be frank with you right like if when I do make, get married like I I want if and when um like I I don't want that shit mm-hmm. like I want to be devoted to the person who I have grown to love um and you know like that's part of the vision. It's like, I want to be a man who doesn't look at porn anymore because it leads to a comparison, objectification of woman. Um, it, it, it's never enough. It always leads me down to a bad uh, place. And so, um, I got a, I got a consultation to, to stop it, you know, like, because it's 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 a horrible addiction man Um, Mm -hmm. and i i'm glad that i'm able to just be able to talk about this now Mm -hmm. um and and write about it and stuff like that but um it's but you know like that's the thing like who do i want to become like and what you know if and you know when it comes to a christian like Christianity like who what kind of man of faith do I want to be because the one thing I could tell you Shelby is like stories of God being in control um when I was 24 years old somebody gave me nine thousand dollars to pay off my student loans when you were how old 24 okay and was this like a loan or a gift this is a gift yeah a guy I went to church with Brian Whitmore he, uh, in, in 2014, um, so I was 23, but in 2014, I was working seven days a week for nine months, man. Like I was, um, I was just kind of like hanging away mm-hmm. and he, he, and I paid it. I paid for one of my good friends to come with me to Puerto Rico. And I was like, don't get the plane ticket, but don't worry about it. About anything else. Like I got it. And so, like, he saw that, and he's, like, you're really touched by it. And um, he just wanted to, to to help me out. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, to this day, I don't have any student loans. Um, 
and um, but it's you know he he yeah I mean that was one of my 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 things about um, about you know like is like I I didn't want I didn't want um, to have student loans because it, it just reminded me of uh, Liberty University um, and Liberty like I got kicked out of and and banned from that university because of my condition mm -hmm. uh, so yeah that was I think that has the plays into the insecurity of like well if, uh, institution educational institution kicked me out like what what makes me good enough and stuff like that and this is where Christianity is coming into play where it's like, no, but you are good enough and you do have worth and you are loved and you are forgiven. You are, um, you know, on the list goes on and on. You're validated as a human being. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, I just, yeah, I look at, I look at that and like the low point and then the high point, I mean, story. I mean, I, I, I when I received, I mean, I cried. I, I mean, I cried, I, and I was overwhelmed. I was like, "Why would you do that?" And the, and that's what compassion is, man. Like, mm -hmm. so I just, I. But then you know, like, man, I get, I get angry too, <laughs> you know. So it goes. It's on the spectrum of like these stories of compassion and, and complete mercy and like. Uh, and then like this, like anger, you know, like, uh, I don't want to get hit in the face again. Like, I don't want to, you know, I got this tooth right here that's missing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Did I share last time? Why? I, I don't think we, I don't think you told us that whole story. Yeah. So, um, last summer I was hospitalized, um, and when I was hospitalized, I, it, it, the the place is called Central State. Um, it's a mental hospital in Virginia. And basically, what happened was is that um, I was with a, a friend, a quick friend that I made, a fast friend. Um, a and fast friend, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Because I like basically we were playing Pokemon Go. It all started with Pokemon Go, and I, I met him uh, playing Pokemon Go, and we he was bipolar, I was bipolar. We we shared a bond. We were telling stories and whatnot. And then uh, he's like, "Hey, do you want some weed?" And I was like, "Sure, I'll just try it." <laughs> so I, I tried it, and I got high uh, with him. That and he he was like, "All right, well, can we take your car to Virginia to pick up my girlfriend?" And I was like, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> and so he took he took my car and uh, yeah so we got his girlfriend um it's super sketchy situation crack house um and um basically they they drove off they want to spend time with each other and so um i got dropped off at a hotel and when i was at a hotel uh, when you're manic, you uh, have uh, like high libido, and 
so for me, I, I went into there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell myself. And so uh, I, I go inside to the receptionist. I'm like, hey, do you know a woman who would buy me for sex? And, <laughs> and she's like, what in the world are you talking about? And I was like, you know, like, I'm, do you know any woman who buys me for sex? Like, that's, <laughs> and, and so she, uh, she's like, nope. And there's the entrance, or like there's the exit, right? Mm-hmm. So I walked away and then I was like, okay, I'm in a bad situation. I know that I'm manic and I, I need some help. So um, I went back inside and I said, hey, can you call 911? Because I'm in a manic episode and I have bipolar. And so she's like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so cops come they do this welfare check like you know just are you okay and I was like no like I need and I'm manic right now and so I got uh to the ER and they uh I was like super super horny and um uh basically I I was just I was in the ER and like they felt like I, I needed help. So they sent me to a mental hospital mm-hmm. and it was there that I, I went to Central State and um, Central State is known for having a prison population for the mentally ill. Um, so that was cool. I was stuck with a whole bunch of criminals and um, I got- So I it's got, like I, it's like mentally ill criminals there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like a sheep to the wolves, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I I got in there and um, you know, I one it was super manic, um, so and then two, um, like I I had no idea what I was up against, and I got uppercut to the head um, by by a guy I was bending over. He like punched me right in the the head, um, and then like for no I, reason. For yeah, no, no reason. And uh, I touched the shoulder of this one guy, just like be like, "Hey, man, hey, Nehemiah," you know. Mm-hmm. And I touched him, um, and he's like, "Don't touch me!" And then Papa just right square in the mouth, man. He, just, he hit me, and uh, <laughs> it was. It was crazy. And I like I spat out a piece of my, my tooth and I was like, Oh damn, like <laughs> he actually <laughs> damaged my mouth. And uh so I had a chip chip tooth. Um and it was gonna cost like a whole bunch of money to get it um repaired and so I decided to to take the tooth out mm-hmm. and extract it. But you know, the whole the whole situation was craziness and um definitely not like what it was like the last two visits that i had here in new haven Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah and then you know i got it was very hostile it was a very Mm -hmm. hostile environment and it was mismanaged and and not controlled but the the worst thing was is that i put myself in or I, i got myself into a secluded um secluded uh chamber Mm um and that was I was, I, I just cried. I cried like a little kid, you know, I'm, I'm just in the seclusion tank 
and uh, it's this white room, uh, white walls and everything. And I just laid fetal position in the corner and just start crying, crying, crying. Um, it just, I had, yeah, I, I just, I hated, I hated the fact that like there was people surrounding me getting into the room. So there was like a group of people who like formed this like bubble and they were gently pushing me towards the, the door. Mm-hmm. And then I had, this, you know, it's very traumatic. Like mm-hmm. I had this guy who's Nurse Demery who was on my back, and he he locked my, um, he locked he locked himself onto me, and he's like, "It's going to be okay, Barnaby. It's going to be okay." I'm like, "How the hell do you say that it's going to be okay when you're on my back, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but he 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 pushes me in slowly, and you know, I just. Um, I found myself in the corner of the the white room, and like this is this is something that encouraged my PTSD, um, uh, and yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's like I don't know, um, I don't know how to make this anymore, um, like there's so many things that are constantly going over and over again mm-hmm. um, that I mean, like, I feel like. How long were you in that room for? Half an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, probably it was like, what's that? Probably the longest half an hour you've ever experienced. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was horrible. I think it, the the worst thing that happened, the reason why that that I really got affected was because I I cried. You know, I I I just cried with this deep uh, cry, groan, and um, yeah, I just I never I don't know. I I I I I gotta learn how to. To, to accept mm-hmm. like yeah just to accept the the like these things you know mm-hmm. and like ha- this is a part of having a condition is that you're going to be placed in situations that you're not going to feel comfortable in. and like it's a part of my story mm-hmm like, but again, like, I want this to be a story of hope and, and not of despair, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've been through, like, a lot of those hospitals, like, hospitalized and other things like that. But when you're in them, like, in that scenario, do you, like, believe that you're going to be okay? Like, when you're in there, like, do you, like... Do you kind of like have that sort of faith where you know that everything's going to work out? Or are you like really scared and you don't know what's going to like, and you're not sure? Um, or does it depend? Probably. I, I mean, so like, because let's see, I, I've been in, in the last year, I've been in one, two, three, 
five, I've been in five hospitals. Okay. And what's um, that? I'm gonna plug in my computer. Yeah, I would just do the same thing. <laughs> All right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great question, Shelby. Um, like, is there just is is there hope, right? Basically, did I do it, or what do I what do I think during those? Because I got five, I got five um, hospital visits uh, this last year. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, and. the um god the, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right this is this is good um yeah it's it's almost as if like when i'm i'm not even thinking i'm not future planning at that point mm-hmm I'm not, I'm, I'm like literally taking one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I could form a connection with people, then I try to do that. Um, yeah. So you're like really in the moment. You're not really even thinking about like, like, I guess, so even when you're in the hospitals, you're not thinking about getting out. You're just like, yeah, I mean, I want, I'd be, I mean, so like definitely this point, like, this last hospital is, I mean, I was, I was like, come on guys, like, when am I getting out? Like what, what's, and I had hope of like getting out and stuff like that. Um, but there, there is something like this, this is the thing that, that got me, hit me really hard. And it was how sick I was mm -hmm. and realizing how sick I was. Um, and, knowing that these people who are around me don't know how sick they are. You mean the other people in there? You're right. Mm -hmm. Right. Is it was the strangest thing because like for me I, I just was like, man, like I don't I don't know where I where to begin. Mm -hmm. Um because Like, like, I guess, so like you're talking like you've, you've like grown, like grown an awareness over your, over everything that you're dealing with and you've kind of realized more and more and you think that the other people aren't really aware of what they're actually dealing with. Right. Yeah. And that, that happened this time mm -hmm. and, um, Yeah, it's it's tough because I mean like like all right, so when I was hospital, hospital number one in Raleigh uh in two thousand nineteen, um I signed a three day paper, so basically I was in and out, right? Mm -hmm. Like I knew I was gonna get out, you know, because I was voluntary and 
uh, they let me in and then they let me out basically. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's, so I, I knew exactly what was happening or I knew, but the thing was, is like, I wasn't ready to get out. You know, like I was, I was manic, mm -hmm. like, and my, my, like every time I, I take the, the, the authority over my lithium and not take as much as I need or, you know, um, yeah, it, just bad news happens. Like mm -hmm. just bad, there's, there's going to be a headline the next day, Barnaby, you know, in <laughs> trouble again. Yeah. And, and, and because he didn't take the medicine and there, there, there's this more acceptance of, 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 of having bipolar and, and stuff like that. And, um, with the central state, man, like that was a horrible, that, that, that was probably like the, this is what happens when you like, this is like, I, I've definitely been discriminated against, mm -hmm. um, and been looked down to as like, doesn't, um, not worthy to be a part of society is my perspective, you know? Um, because when I was in central state, I was making the phone calls and everything and, um, uh, I was, um, just trying, I, I don't even know how I got released because, um, they, they will, they wanted me to be there. Like forever. Yeah. They, it was, how it was long, were you, how long were you there for in total? Uh, about a week and a half, two weeks. That's quite a while yeah yeah and uh it was one of my friends he uh he's a mentor and he uh a good friend he's the one who advocated for for me to get out mm -hmm. um and he he stepped in as like the authority to 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 help get me out but it was a, it was a horrible it was a horrible episode like that was a problem and you knew that they wanted to keep you in there forever yeah yeah if because the thing is like they they were throwing authorities in at me like they if i didn't have uh chris to come by my aid i don't know how i would have gone on there mm -hmm. I, I i i probably would have because they they quartered me they said you know you you can't you can't come out That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, it was very scary. And, and like, to, you can't even properly defend yourself because you're on this medication. Yeah. And. <sighs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, too. I mean, like, you know, I, I went away. I walked away from it. I, I took my medication. I got back stable again. And then I, I met this. Um, well, so I decided, you know, to not take my medication again. 
and that's when I get in trouble is when I stop taking my medication. Um, and so I was hospitalized. Um, and I forget, oh, my doctor. So I talked to my doctor and I'm like mile a minute texting her. And uh, she, she was like, yeah, you need, I'm going to call the police on you. <laughs> and so they can escort you to the hospital. So, you know, that's, that's what happened. I was, to, to, to be manic, man, is like, yeah, that's what I say. Like, you know, my faith, man, it, it's super real. Cause like, I don't, I, I thank God that I've, I'm alive today, Shelby. Like mm -hmm. it, it really, like I, it's only by grace, you know, and it's it, by grace of you know, having the self-awareness not to be popping off. Like it's the system. And this is what happens, Shelby. When you give people medicine, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, instead mm -hmm. of like, I could be spouting out and just like start blaming people and start blaming the doctors and start blaming, um, the the situation or people around me like they made me angry and that's and that sparked my mania but i'm i'm okay you know <laughs> and it, it's just like what the heck like to, to even do that though is is foolishness because like the doctors are there to do a job they're there to help with medication that is known to help people with psychological additions like mine mm -hmm. it's already been uh, you know, a fact that I, I have a psychological condition. Um, and like, I, I like, I really appreciate the healthcare field and stuff like that. Could they do better? Yeah. A lot of people could do better, but you know, like any, like yeah. everybody can Anybody do better. Can. <laughs> it's just like, 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 Oh my gosh. Could they do better? Yeah, of course. Of course. But you know, like for me with, you know, and I, I got this book here. I probably should read it again. <laughs> uh, called mood swing and you know it's the eminent psychiatrist who pioneered the use of lithium in america's root and in america reveals a revolutionary new way to prevent depression and you know but these these guys are intelligent like people they're humans and at the same time they 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 know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. And I may not appreciate the fact that I um, I'm on medication, but it seems like a lot of people are on medication, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are. I mean, not just for, I mean, for a lot of, like, yeah, for a lot of things. Yeah. So, I mean... It, I'm I'm thankful, um, and I'm 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 eternally grateful uh, for for the the last two hospitalizations that I had, you know, and I could walk away with it because here, here's the craziest thing. So the the hospitalization for um, my my first hospitalization, man, I was out on the porch and it's just a madman you know like like four o'clock in the morning banging drums um 
I got I'm letting a, a pot a, you know a pot a cracker a crock pot <laughs> a crock pot and I'm, I'm lighting you know I'm putting I'm putting wood in there and lighting it on fire you know and and it, it like just nonsensical you know su super dangerous especially for a house and I like you know I I need the help and my roommates they they in their best interest they they called 911 and I needed, I needed to, because if you looked at the situation, if I was out of body and I'm like standing on the lawn and I'm like, I'd probably be like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? What is, what is, what am I doing right now? You know, like mm -hmm. it, it, and stuff like that. And um, so it was appropriate and it was appropriate again to, um, to go back to the hospital a second time. Um, in the last couple of weeks because um, I was I was I was not myself man mm -hmm. um, I wasn't myself and like that uh, like that night before I, I, I got to the hospital um, I, I, I like that night I was I was walking um, yeah, I was walking, I was walking to the hospital or that week, like, I was just saying, like, I'm manic, and I don't know what triggered that, I mean, but mm -hmm. I think the problem is that, like, I, I, I long for this super high that I get from mania, but then I'm in the, the depressive state, and so I, I'm, like, I just want to be, I honestly, like, I, I, I want to, I want to be where I'm at right now. Just be super keel, like even keel, mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit more energy, but like. <laughs> like, so right now you feel good. Pretty good. Yeah. Stable, I, feel, maybe. I feel pretty good, man. Like, um, I should, I need to start running again. Um, I used to like this time last year was 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like 117. So I'm like, I'm overweight. And I like, but given that what I went through, it's, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Do you find but, yeah, that the I'm, exercise helps too mentally? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I do a lot of running, like cardio stuff. I find that helps a lot getting the blood moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably should do it after this call <laughs> the division um sheet and then yeah going running but um yeah i mean the hospital is it's like i'm definitely in the moment when um i'm there <laughs> um and i'm i'm just meeting people and connecting with people and stuff like that mm -hmm. So, well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's, that's good too, right? You get, I don't know, what else are you going to do while you're there? <laughs> Make no, the best I mean, of it or just think of the worst, right? Yeah. Think of the worst, like, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the, the, I never, I never would want anyone to, to, 
go through the hospital. I, 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 I don't, you know, it's, I, 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 I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I could definitely see why I needed it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I've been stable. I, I've been, you know, stable and um, before without going to hospital, stuff like that. Um, yeah, but we'll see, man. I, I never, I'm, it's 15. So I've been in 15 different hospitals mm-hmm. and I'm almost like tempted to just follow unemployment, not unemployment, but disability, you know, and like start living a more even keel life, you know? Mm-hmm. That might be good. It might be. I mean, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the, the young person I was. Um, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, or like a couple of years ago, like, yeah, I don't know. Cause disability would be, you wouldn't have to work. Right. That's correct. Yeah. So would also give you a lot of time to just, you know, I mean, do whatever you want for yourself as well. Continue to learn and grow and, Yeah. So I don't know, but I'm, I'm severely tired, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. You want to call it one for today? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Man. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope this is good. <laughs> yeah. It's been, everything's good. Just the fact that you're on here is good. I mean, even if, even if it was only 10 minutes long, it's, uh, you know, there's going to be so many other people out there that this, you know, that they'll, they'll get help from this and be able to relate and, and see. And I think it's, uh, everything's useful and helpful. And yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I would say this medication is important. And if you start with bipolar disorder, please just take the medication Mm -hmm. and then, or if you struggle with any psychological disorder, like just take the medication. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Yeah. (laughs) There you have it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll do another one, another one and kind of, if you want to later and we'll touch up on some of the last, things if if some stuff comes up but if not um yeah man like thanks again for coming on and and doing this and i know you know you're going through stuff still right and like not many people are willing to do a podcast episode a couple days after they get out of the hospital right so i think all that's really cool and and i appreciate it and you know it's very you know yeah it's it's awesome yeah yeah my pleasure man and uh yeah, I mean, I definitely, um, yeah, give it, give it a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to keep telling the story, um, mm-hmm. and 
know, like, you know, I think we, we started off good and like, like I just want to, you know, better, I guess, share about like, you know, teenage and then, um, but you're right. <laughs> just coming out of mental hospital. Yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing, man. I don't think I would be willing to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's continue the story. Um, give it give it a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Once it gets settled, maybe July. Perfect. Yeah. Well, good luck, and you got to find a new place still. So good luck with all that. You got a yeah. lot got a lot going on in the next couple of weeks. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, awesome. man. Okay, well, yeah, we'll be in touch, and then, um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. Cool. All right, sounds good. Awesome. Okay, thanks again, man. All right, thanks.